Birds of a feather should flock together. Welcome to The Internet Says It's True, a show where we learn something new every week, part of the WCBE podcast experience. My name is Michael Kent. I'm excited to have you back for this brand new episode. I am recording this live from the Columbus Arts Festival. I'm at the WCBE 90.5 FM booth. This is my first time recording an episode outdoors in an environment like this. There's music at the food trucks across from me, so that's exciting. Also, I'm calling this the final episode of season three. Uh, I've said before that the seasons are mostly arbitrary on this podcast, but they do mark a way for me to be able to introduce small format changes. I have a couple ideas to change up the pod just a little, and those will be coming out with the next episode, which will officially and arbitrarily be called season four. I'd like to remind you to please keep sending in show topics. If you have a factoid or a bit of history that sounds made up, but the internet says it's true, send it in to me. You can do that on the sidebar of the website. That's theinternetsaysitstrue.com. Finally, before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to ask you to help support the show by joining the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. And when you do that, you'll get access to stuff the normies can't have, like unedited videos of the guests on the show, ad-free episodes, as well as first dibs on anything I end up doing in the future. You can do that for as little as $1 a month. That's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. Let's get on to this week's topic, which comes to us from Christopher. Hey, Michael, it's Christopher Morrow. I'm a Patreon supporter, and I have a question. Are birds real? Okay, first of all, thank you for being a member of the Patreon. I greatly appreciate that, and I will always give priority treatment to the people there. Secondly, yes, birds are real, and I know exactly why you asked. There's a phenomenon that you may have seen on the Internet. It's a conspiracy theory called birds aren't real. Uh, and it's a real thing, kind, kind of. Let's get into it. The town of Bielefeld, Germany doesn't exist. At least, that's what an early online conspiracy theory wanted you to believe. And when I say early, we're talking 1994. That's before hardly anyone had the internet. In a Usenet group, a German computer science student started an online rumor that the entire city of Bielefeld, a city that in reality does very much exist, is a made-up story by a mysterious group known only as C, which is they in German. The conspiracy theory then is proved by asking questions like, do you know anybody from Bielefeld? Have you been there? Or do you know anyone who's been to Bielefeld? More than likely, they would answer no, and this proves the conspiracy that it doesn't exist. If they answer yes, then they're just part of the conspiracy and helping to cover up the truth. Bielefeld is a city of 30 of 341,000 people. So yes, it exists, but it doesn't have any famous landmarks or tourist attractions, so it's a great target for conspiracy theory because most people likely have not heard of it. A similar satirical conspiracy theory started a few years ago about the existence of the entire country of Finland. It appears to have started on Reddit, but now you can find tons of videos and articles online about how Finland doesn't really exist. It's just part of Sweden, and the existence of Finland was made up to protect a portion of the Baltic Sea uh, for Japanese and, rushing, Japanese and Russian fishing interests. Uh, it's actually quite an in-depth and well-constructed conspiracy theory, but it's mostly just in jest. It's satire. And that brings us to the conspiracy theory that we're talking about today from the Columbus Arts Festival. It's called Birds Aren't Real, and it posits that the birds we see in the sky aren't real birds, but are actually government drones spying on us. 
It seems like it's reached viral status. The birds aren't real conspiracy theory can all be traced back to one guy, Peter McIndoe of Fayetteville, Arkansas. He's this young college age guy, so in 2017, he's at a women's march in Memphis. He sees a bunch of pro-Trump counter-protesters and he wants to poke fun at them by making up a conspiracy theory on the spot. He wrote the words, birds aren't real on a sign. I don't really know why I did it, but I just wrote the three most random words that could come to my mind, which were, birds aren't real. And people would ask me, like, what does that mean? What does birds aren't real mean? Um, and I kind of had to, like, come up with it on the spot. When people asked him about it, he just started spouting whatever nonsense came to his head. I consider myself to be an average American. I wake up in the morning, wash my car, and I have an avid disbelief in avian beings. We put the billboard here because we wanted to bring it to the biggest city in the world, you know, the Paris of the West. Uh, so we brought it to Memphis, Tennessee. Sometimes I'll travel internationally, go to the Himalayas, just to breathe the drone-free air. We do not find this to be a humorous issue. This is serious. This is life or death. Since the billboard went up in Memphis, uh, crime has actually dropped by 43%. We're expecting the key to the city at any time from the mayor. A video of McIndoe holding up the sign went viral, and that's when this thing really got legs, particularly with younger Americans. Some news stations started reporting it as if it were a real conspiracy, not realizing that the whole thing was a parody. Birds aren't real. That rallying cry has taken wing among younger Americans. Thousands of Gen Zers across the country claim to believe the U.S. government, yes, Uncle Sam, has replaced all birds with look-alike drones being used to spy on the American people. After a while, Peter even created an online wiki for the conspiracy theory and added in more details. Most of these were things he had been making up on the spot about the conspiracy. It even gave a backstory involving President Eisenhower and CIA Director Alan Dulles. On birdsaren'treal.com, the history says, quote, Dulles and his team hated birds with a passion and were heard on many occasions calling them flying slugs and the scum of the skies as they would often poop on their cars in the parking lot of the CIA headquarters and quite frankly all over the DC metro area. I believe this was one of the driving forces that led Dulles to not only implement robots into the sky but actually replace birds in the process." End quote. So they claim the government extinguished over 12 billion birds between 1959 and 1971 and replaced them with government spy drones. There are even additional details about how when the birds perch on high voltage wires, those are the drones charging. Or how when they poop on your car, the bird poop is really tracking you. From their website, quote, bird poop was originally thought to be oil discharge from earlier bird drone models. After further research, though, this was disproven. Bird poop irregularly falls on vehicles in large amounts. Recent studies show that 87% of bird poop in populated areas falls on people's cars. Why is this? Confidential documents leaked in 2018 revealing that bird poop is actually a form of liquidated tracking apparatus, end quote. There are so many details. I'm not going to keep going with all of it, but it's so well thought out. You know what? Yes, I am. Let's keep going with all this stuff. They've even claimed that different types of birds have different roles. For instance, pigeons are used for city surveillance, while owls are used for night surveillance drones. Bluebirds are retinal scanners, and parrots are linguistic analysts. Watch out for hummingbirds, though, because they are attack drones used for assassinations. Ravens are stealth attack drones. If you can't remember all this, Peter sells a t-shirt for $32 with a chart. 
Now you might wonder, what about the birds I've seen on the side of the road that might have been hit by cars? They look real to me. I can see bird guts. I see vultures eating them. According to the FAQ at birdsaren'treal.com, the government has access to futuristic technologies that allow the drones to be indistinguishable from biological organisms. And those vultures, they have a job too. Sanitation. They're cleaning up lost drones. So what about birds like you eat, like chicken and turkeys? Those are drones too, according to this theory. But the technology allows them to have consumable synthetic meat so no one suspects anything. If you have a pet bird, by the way, be careful having conversations around them. And with that, we're going to take a short break for some messages about our advertisers. Once again, I'm here at the Columbus Arts Festival in Columbus, Ohio. I'm recording this episode live from the WCBE 90.5 FM booth. I'm going to go check out some other booths and some of the awesome artists on display here. But you stay right there and please support these sponsors. I've been traveling again lately, and that means I've been wearing my Scotty Vest jacket, which is awesome for anyone who sort of lives life on the go like I do. It's been awesome for traveling around because it's got tons of pockets for all my gadgets, my phone, my glasses, my wallet, my charging cord, you name it. It's a clothing company I believe in and I'm confident they've got an article of clothing that you'll love. The best thing you can do is take a look at all the awesome pocket-packed clothing on their website. To get 15% off your order, visit the link in the show notes. There was a time that humans used 100% organic products as healing balms and moisturizers for their skin. Well, I've partnered with an awesome company that wants to get back to those times. Fatco sells organic and responsibly made tallow-based skincare products. For centuries, humans used tallow in skin moisturizers and healing balms, but unfortunately, the topical application of these fats seemed to stop around the same time that animal fats stopped being considered part of a healthy diet. A lot of modern skincare products do more harm than good by stripping your skin of its natural oils. Let's change that. You can try them out now at fatco.com and get 15% off your order by using my promo code INTERNET. Go to theinternetsaysitstrue.com slash deals for the link. The future of policing in Columbus is back for a look at where we go from here. With a new police chief, new civilian review board, a larger budget, and a community still looking for answers to excessive use of force and corruption in the Division of Police. Join me, your host, Edie Driscoll, as I interview academic and other experts. Find us at the Podcast Experience tab at wcbe.org. We are back recording live at the Columbus Arts Festival. I'm hanging out in the WCBE 90.5 FM booth at the festival, having a great time. This is my first time doing anything like this, a live recording of the podcast. I'm having a lot of fun. I hope we have an opportunity to do it again. It's a beautiful day here in downtown Columbus, Ohio. Lots of folks walking around, admiring the art, the music, all the food trucks, and they are all oblivious to the fact that hundreds of surveillance drones are, are around them in the form of birds in the sky and perched on the power lines. Of course, none of this birds aren't real stuff is true. It's not even a real conspiracy. And unless they're completely missing the joke, no one actually believes it. Peter McIndoe has done an amazing job of keeping up the appearance of it being a real conspiracy. But eventually he came out and told people the truth about how and why he started it. And that's where this gets into some real introspection into the state of the country today. 
We live in the era of QAnon, Flat Earth, election conspiracy, reptilians, and a dozen other conspiracy theories that, had they existed before the internet, would have never gained this sort of traction with these large groups of people. But now anyone can create a fake history on the internet, cherry pick and edit videos and audio to prove their point and gain a following. I've seen some numbers that say something like 2% of people believe the earth is flat. What? And we all saw in real time the amount of conspiracy theories about COVID-19 and the vaccines. If you get a person in a lab coat to make a statement on YouTube that Bill Gates is putting microchips in your vaccine in order to get you to obey some secret cabal of global elites, then there are a certain percentage of people out there who are going to buy it. Like how JFK Jr. didn't die in a plane crash, but he's secretly the vice president. These people are nuts, but the mere accessibility of information and the fact they can put it on the internet makes some people believe it's true. And if the internet says it's true, well, just listen to these guys for a minute. General Patton is the grandson of Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. All right. General Patton had a brother, which was Benito Mussolini as well, who came. So General Patton was the son of William Wallace Lincoln. Benito Mussolini was the son of Thomas Tad Lincoln. All right. Joseph Kennedy, the older brother of John F. Kennedy, presumed dead in World War II, was not dead. He went into hiding for protection. He had children. Joseph Kennedy begat General Michael Flynn, who happens to be first cousins to John John and his siblings as well. Trump is the biological son of General Patton which makes him first cousins to John John and the, and the Kennedys as well. So what Peter McIndoe is doing with Birds Aren't Real is holding up a giant mirror. It started as a joke, but it came from a place of real concern. One group of young people who participate in Birds Aren't Real were interviewed by 60 Minutes about how their generation is surrounded by conspiracy theories. One of these students was a survivor of the Parkland shooting. My friends and I were called crisis actors, and you know, I kind of had this strange perspective on conspiracy theories because the internet was telling me that my father and grandfather were child traffickers. Now the movement has become so ubiquitous that it's hard to see a giant crowd of protesters without at least one birds aren't real sign. So in a way, the Birds Aren't Real movement has something in common with this podcast. The title of this show, The Internet Says It's True, is satirical. It's obviously a satirical statement. It just so happens that the topics I cover each week are pretty meticulously researched and verified. They're true stories. But everything you read on the internet isn't the truth. In an age where we rely on the internet for information, people have to try harder to disseminate what's real from what's fake. And in my opinion, this is going to be one of the biggest challenges we face as a society. Now we've come to the part of the podcast where I invite a friend on the show. And today I invited to the Columbus Arts Festival a guy that I met a few months ago. He runs the Ohio School of Falconry. And uh, it's here in Columbus, Ohio. He does an awesome job. If you want to learn all about the ancient art, science, everything you can learn about falconry, 
and even what that is. Because if I say falconry to, to some people, they have no idea what I'm talking about. That's why I went and I did this course. My wife bought it for me for my birthday, and I loved it. I love birds, as evidenced by anyone who follows my Instagram account. Uh, and so I brought on the the founder and the the guy who runs the Ohio School of Falconry, Joe Dorian. What's up, Joe? How are you? Good, uh, good to be with you today. Mike. Thanks for coming out. I'm glad the weather uh, cooperated. We're yeah. here in the WCBE booth. I'm glad that you found us okay. I, I, hey, I have to say, I love the green room here. Thank you. It's, it's amazing. A, it's you guys a literal no lawn. There's yeah, just grass. I said it's green. Okay, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say anything so, else. I was I was secretly I didn't ask you to bring a falcon, but I was secretly kind of hoping you would have you one, like maybe in Everybody your pocket or something. Think, yeah, yeah. I, you got to pay the big bucks to get the enough? falcon. Aren't I good enough? It's, no. you, you really don't want me. You want my birds. Well, you know what? The birds can't answer the questions yeah, on the well, podcast, I don't know. so maybe it's not as know. important that they're here. Uh, just for the photos, it looks good. Depends on their programming. So I've brought you on to talk about um, this because this was a bird-related episode. Sure. And normally, the topic of the question of the quiz is a complete secret to the guests. They okay. don't know about the topic. But okay. you were here as I was recording it. You know what yeah. we're talking about. So all of these questions are bird-related, but they're still going to be somewhat tough, I think, okay. because they're weird questions about okay. birds. And for this first one, we're playing for a joke. So if you get it wrong, you've got to tell me a joke. Okay. It can be a bird joke. I don't care. Okay. And if, uh, if you get it right, I've got to tell you a joke. So here is your first question, Joe. Are birds real? As defined by what? So there was a little bit of a pause there, which concerns me, uh, because you are a person who works with yeah. falcons. I would assume that you would be very quick to put down this rumor of, are birds real? And it seems like, when I've brought this up to you earlier today, you got a little weird about it. A little, a little I, bit... I don't know what you're talking about, Michael. Okay, so Seriously, I have... I don't know I what have, you're talking about. I, I've read I, about this conspiracy theory. I've read that they're able to take these birds totally and make them look completely real. So totally <laughs> You're quick to... You're, you're really protesting too much, I think. Are you trying to insinuate, Michael, that falconry has anything to do with this? I mean, I, keep in mind, the sport of falconry is over 2,000 years old. Okay. Well, so is the Illuminati. That's that proves nothing. That's that that literally does you not. You had to go there, didn't you, yeah, Michael? I, I really had to go there. Really and doesn't I, mean anything. M might I add, the Illuminati have never been proven to be uh, actual. I mean, there's a lot of movies. Okay. But you know, just like this unfounded conspiracy, the Illuminati should just don't even speak. Don't even let their name pass your lips. Okay. Have some well, respect. I think that because you answered, you really didn't give us an answer. I, I don't know why you have a problem with that, Michael. Okay, so we're going to call that a incorrect answer, Joe. Uh, that is wrong because the answer is the, the correct answer was yes. Birds are real. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know about that. You you say the birds are real. I'm inconclusive on that. Okay. I. I uh, I, uh, it's one of those things where it's, it's like, which, which set of facts are you Move going on. with? I'm going to go with Just the bird scientists on. rather than some guy okay. who runs a falconry school. Well, I do. I, I am the first school of falconry in the Midwest. I want you to know that. I, so. I noticed you wanted There's to some, say yeah. United States. What well, happened there? I didn't there? say that. Well, because we're, we're, on the we were only the sixth in the United the States. Sixth. Thanks, okay. for, thanks for bringing that well, up regardless, along with Joe, Illuminati. You, you owe me a joke. Okay. All right. I got a joke for you. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Toucan walks into a drugstore. Takes a, 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 a thing of chapstick and puts it on the counter and says, I'll take that. And the guy at the counter goes, will that be cash or check? And he said, just put it on my bill. No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my. That's a, here's right. one for you. I know I didn't. You got the question wrong, so I shouldn't have to tell you a joke, but I'm going to tell you anyway. What 
what do you... Well, here it is. <laughs> what do a book that's been thrown in the air and a flock of birds have in common? They both fly in formation? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I, trying to, you're trying to, to stump me? I told way to you. walk on I my am, joke, Actually, I saw what's man. on your... Uh, your uh, He's just reading my screen. You're, you're, you're basically <laughs> trying to insinuate that birds are drones... That falconers have something to do with a government conspiracy. Okay, I due took to your class. CIA. I took your class. We didn't mention several months the CIA. ago, and and I distinctly remember you talking about falcons in particular, peregrine falcons being a the fastest bird in the world, yes, indeed, and b the fact that there's something in their nose that yeah. they somehow used in modern jet engines that like. They've, they've p patterned jet engines after Falcon's nose. I just think it's a little bit too coincidental. You were, you were actually awake for that. I, I was. I remember surprised. this part. It was something about a, I can't remember, tub tubular something yeah, cavity. A bony tubercle. It's a, well, I, it's a family-friendly podcast, so yeah. I don't know what I'm allowed to yeah. say. But bony tubercle. Bony tubercle. Yeah. Uh, and and. You you say that they that actually works in a in a jet engine as well. Yeah, jet engines actually engineers uh, when they designed the first jet engine uh, they kept stalling, so they went back to nature and they were able to see that peregrine falcon stoop at such high speeds. The air coming in doesn't blow up their little lungs. There's a little nodule in their nostril, and that's what with the inf inspiration for the the cone in the front of the jet engine is. So a bird truther would say about that. That's because the government got it right with the small model, so, so and they didn't get it right you know, with the larger jet engine model. You're insinuating that we're, we are. I mean, you're insinuating, not we. I would not say we. I mean, it's not. You did we, say we. We have no role in this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have an exclusive. The Ohio but, School of Falconry is part of we're, the we're, global conspiracy. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so um, when we talk about uh, the the bony tubercle, and you're insinuating there's some kind of uh, devious R and D wing that is actually, you know, trying things out. Is that what you're insinuating, I, Michael? I'm I'm guessing that that yeah, they're using previously proven I'm 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 speaking from the devil's advocate. Sure you are. You know, yeah. uh, I don't believe in this stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying if I did believe in it, I would think maybe they got it right with the smaller drone models. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, Joe, let's move on. Question two. Now, for this question, we're going to, our, our, our stakes are an admission of something that we do well. So if you get it wrong, you have to tell me something that you do well, which is sometimes difficult for people. That's why I made okay. it a, you know, right. a punishment if you get the question wrong. All right. And if you get it right, I'll tell you something that I do well. That's going to be a stretch, right, Michael? It, well, you uh, know what? It's going to take a while. I, I, this is actually, it is difficult for me every week when I, get, when I have to do this. I, I, I'm, it's hard for me to do, yeah. to be completely yeah, honest and vulnerable. It's not a surprise, Michael. According Just to the, uh, you say that like you don't believe it, Joe. I, I, I'm afraid of, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being attacked, Michael. I mean, falconry has nothing to do with a global conspiracy to monitor, Let, for instance, ravens. What, what did you say earlier about ravens, that they're like... They're the stealth... Attack stealth, of a the, raven yeah. is stealth. They are built for intelligence, not stealth. I mean, come. I mean, uh, they are naturally smarter and not stealthy. And how do you know this? But just look at them. And I read mm -hmm. the reports. The so, reports. Uh, the R and D reports. The R and D reports. That's right. According to the Audubon Society, which one of these is the world record for distance flown by a bird? Was it? A, a bar-tailed godwit that flew from Alaska to Australia, and that was 8,100 miles. B, 
A black-headed gull that flew from New York City to Spain 3,500 miles. Or C, a carrier pigeon that carried a message from Boston to Haiti 1,600 miles. Well, um, first of all, if, if birds were drones, I'd have to actually give credit to the R&D department and the engineers for all of those, because those were amazing. Um, I, I wasn't able to actually make the party to celebrate that, but uh, they were amazing. Um, uh, you should see the solar-powered ones coming out. Uh, they're going even farther. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say it was the first one. A bar-tailed godwit? Yeah. 8,100 miles. Yes. You are correct. Look at that. It was. And this is from the Audubon. On September 28th of last year, uh, an adult bar-tailed godwit known by its tag number 4BBRW touched down in New South Wales, Australia after more than 8,100 miles in transit from Alaska. It flapped its wings for 239 hours without rest, and it set the world record for the longest continual flight by any land bird by distance. So you got that right, which means I have to tell you something well, I'm good at. First of all, um, and 4BBRW actually is now retired into the museum in, uh, in Quantico, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just want you to know. It's not in the Audubon. It a, it's no, in the no, uh, it's National in the, Air and Space Museum. I tore them apart and just said, what worked? It's in the Spy Museum. Yeah. So here's here's what I have to tell you uh, I'm good at. I'm good at analogies. Are you? Uh, yeah, you could say I'm like the... Um, I am like the... like. If I were if I if I were to compare myself to something that would be something that's like else that's really good at analogies yeah. and that would be me yeah. at analogies. So you're using analogy to yeah. describe yeah. how good you are I did. at analogies. Yes, I did. I caught on to that, Michael. Thank that you. Thank you. Pretty good for <laughs> a magician, actually. <laughs> Let's move on. Question three. For this question, we're playing for a coveted "The Internet Says It's True" sticker, Ooh. and I will not mention that they are on the table at this booth yes. for anyone walking by to take for free. Uh, and, and let me let me just tell you, they're also right across from the Grater's Ice Cream. Yes. So yes, we have a fan here for you, Grater's Ice Cream. You so. can get Grater's Ice Cream, then you can come over, yes. you can get a uh, Internet yes. Says It's True, three inch by three inch adhesive sticker. Uh, and <laughs> I know I hope I get this question right so that I can win one. Which one of these presidents kept a pet bird in the White House. Was it A, George W. Bush, who had a parakeet that he let fly loose in the Lincoln bedroom, B, Andrew Jackson, who had a parrot that swore loudly, or C, William Henry Harrison, who owned a pet raven, who some say was a bad omen, resulting in Harrison's death soon after taking office? Um, so don't forget that my wife actually uh, was a curator for the Ohio Historical Society. Ooh. So I'm going with the Ohio, William Henry Harrison, because I know he did die about 30 days in. That is correct. He did die. But the answer is Andrew Jackson, who had a parrot who swore so loudly that during his funeral, this African gray parrot was swearing so loud they had to take the parrot out of the house. Uh, and uh, it was named Paul. P-U- no, P-O-L-L. Yeah, that was one of the early models. <laughs> oh, two other presidents who had... Uh, birds as pets. James Buchanan had a pair of bald eagles. Okay. And uh, let's see, who else? Oh, Teddy Roosevelt, of course. Teddy Roosevelt had a ton of animals in the White House. He had a one-legged rooster. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. So, now, tell us about the birds that... Tell, I tell us, that joke. No, this is a family-friendly podcast yes. here uh, on WCBE, a Columbus, Ohio NPR okay. member station. Uh, now, tell us about... 
your your birds that you have personally? My birds. Um, so I've got uh, uh, the Ohio School of Falconry. Um, we started uh, in 2014 uh, with three birds. We started with uh, two Harris hawks and a red-tailed hawk. Um, we now have 25 different birds. Um, you know, some of them are loaned to breeding projects across the country. Um, but uh, we have, <clears throat> let's see, what do we have? We have um, an owls. We have a Eurasian eagle owl uh, named Henson. We have a South American spectacled owl named Edison, Thomas Owl Edison. We have, I know, I, I, I know, I know, I, I kind of fell into that whole naming scheme. Um, we have uh, a European barn owl named Quinny. We have a North American barn owl named Doctor Who. Um, and then we have uh, uh, eight Harris hawks. We have um, two red-tailed hawks. We've got two peregrine falcons. We've got a lantern falcon. We have a saker lantern falcon hybrid. We have a, a jeer falcon. Uh, and then we also um, have some uh, buzzards. We have two auger buzzards, African auger buzzards, and we have a European common buzzard. Here's something that I learned during your, your class that uh, I didn't know before I took your class. Buzzard is what us yokels colloquially call Americans. turkey vultures. Yep. Yeah. So when I see a turkey vulture, you know, that we see in the sky, which the birds aren't real conspiracy would call sanitation yeah, drones. Which is uh, good. Yeah, it's good. We, we, at, the, they, at least that's their, uh, that's how they were originally designed. Yeah, so they, so. The, we called them, we have always, I've always called them buzzards. Yeah. But a buzzard is technically the name for a hawk. The rest of the world calls hawk. a hawk. Yep. Red-tailed hawk, which yep. we call red-tailed hawk. Two families of, uh, I mean, there's obviously, I'm simplifying it. There are two different families of hawks in the world. There's the exhibitors, known as the true hawks. And in Ohio, that would be Cooper's Hawks, yes. Sharpshins. Uh, and then there's also the Buteos, which would include Red Tails and Red Shoulders. And red Shoulders. Here in Ohio. And those are actually everywhere else in the world. They refer to them as, as, as buzzards. buzzards. Yep, as buzzards. You're listening to Bird Talk with Michael Kent and Joe Dorian. Uh, <laughs> I get into this stuff. I don't know how much my listeners dig it, but I really, I really love listening to this stuff. So you got that run wrong, which means you won't get a sticker. The only way you, you can get around this is by walking to the front of the booth I, I, and just grabbing one because I'll they are here do for that free. On the way over to Graders <laughs> at the Columbus Arts so. Festival. Question for for this question: If you get it wrong, you have to give us your best bird call. And if you get it right, I'll give you my best bird call. You can name the bird. A particularly strange bird from Australia, the Bassian thrush, is rumored to have a weird way of finding food. Which one of these is it? Is it A, it hops on the ground to get the worms to come out, B, it pretends to be dead, which gets scavenger bugs to come out of the earth, or C, it farts so much it gets worms to move out of the ground below? I'm going to say number two. You say that it pretends to be dead. Now, the people that are at the WCBE yeah. booth, what do you think? Do, I'm gonna you were. You want it to be you the farting be, Bashian see, you thrush. Want the farts, but, but, yeah, but you want dead. it to be playing dead. The answer, now I will note, this has been disputed online, but I found it on several websites as fact that the Bassian thrush does indeed fart in order to get worms to move so, away from so, it. So, That's when it attacks the worms and it gets concern. its. There are some bugs, and I think it's in Africa that will shoot a fiery liquid? Yes. 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 So if it farts at the same time that one of these bugs shoots a fiery liquid, is it like a flamethrower? Uh, that could Those be a very dangerous thing. Uh, now, another thing that it. I saw said Seriously, that... I mean, it's, it could be dangerous. I, I did maybe, see... Maybe that's why Australia is so barren and, and you know, scorched. It could be. Tiny fires everywhere. I like how you said that. 
You want a job here at uh, WCB? Because I think you you have you have like the. I, I, now I will note that this show should not be taken as ornithological science. Easy for you to I say. I can't because I can't say it. We yeah, shouldn't be okay. following my advice. Uh, I will note. I was able to find a couple places on the internet that said they disputed the fact because the, one guy said birds don't fart because uh, mm, birds don't have a it's, necessary. It's, piece of anatomy it's called exhaust and they have the a cloaca the drones actually it's called exhaust one guy I mean, called it cloacal popping well, which i thought was just a it's, dance move it's cloacal, is what cloacal, it's cloacal cloacal popping, cloacal popping. you can't throw yeah so i don't know about how that works with the bassian thrush well, whether or not and here's an if you give a bassian thrush rife rice it helps it fart so it gets more food more yes. real food so what you're doing is it's like an appetizer you're helping, yeah. I think we got two people that could want your own show. I like that. You got, you got it wrong, Joe. I did. And so I need you Although to give me. Right, so he should get something. Give me your. He did get it right. Oh, give me your right? best okay. bird call, and we're gonna say, um, let's do a, let's do an easy one. Let's do a barred owl. God, you're gonna make me do a barred owl. A barred Seriously, owl. I know how they say it sounds. But I, you don't want me. I know how they say it sounds, and I yeah, think I it sounds exactly how they say it sounds. That's, it was all because of the little uh, remarks that I made, right? The little snide little remarks. No, about, it's because you got the about, question yeah, wrong. Yeah, I got the question wrong. Sure, it's not not the cutting little whimsical remarks I had about you earlier. No, it's it's because, okay. All right, you ready? Yes. Yeah. Well, how is it supposed to sound? It's supposed to sound, who cooks for you, yes. who cooks for you all? <clears throat> This is this is actually almost like uh, what is it when you go and sing uh, at uh, bars and stuff? Karaoke. Karaoke. It's like karaoke. It's like it's like raptor karaoke. He's really I know. stalling, isn't, this isn't he? He's it is stalling. I actually like the audience. Yeah, here. it's this good. Great. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, you are. Okay. They're supportive. You have very supportive fans here at WCB. Either that or they're just waiting in line at uh, at Graders. I don't know which it is. But all right, you ready? Okay, and what is what is my line again? Uh, who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? And I gotta add the all. Okay. Well, you know they right, do right. it in pairs, and the I'm second one's a little this, longer. I'm gonna do it. Okay. All right. Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? That is very accurate. Oh, thank you. Wonderful thank you. Thank job, Joe. Thank you. I think I've scared all of the barn owls in the vicinity away. So. Um, all right. In fact, this is a barn owl that probably is in need of like raptor rehab. Okay. You know because of you know. <laughs> so. Which, by the way, one of the things I always like to make sure that we um, we talk about, one of the things that we like to support is uh, raptor rehabbers here in the state of Ohio. We support, I'm going to get serious here, we support eight different raptor rehab centers across the state of Ohio, uh, including here in the central Ohio area, Glen Helen uh, Raptor Center in uh, Yellow Springs. Um, they do a wonderful job. Uh, the Ohio Wildlife Center here in Columbus do an incredible job. And then the Ohio Bird Sanctuary up in Mansfield. Uh, all those are Central Ohio, and they all do an incredible job helping keep keeping our wild raptors wild. Awesome. I will put links to those on That'd the be great. Uh, episode. Thank you. So we're, we have one more quiz question, I and this you only one said five. Th this is the fifth one, and this, this is, is for the fifth one. this is for all the marbles. Okay. All right. So if you get this one, all the feathers, our friend says at the front of the booth. What if I don't get it right? Am I tarred and feathered? Oh. I just want to know. Or moving, plucked. Moving on, Joe. Moving right, on. I'm just saying. This one, if you get it wrong, you'll never be asked on again. Okay. If you right. get it right, however, I'll, probably I'll won't be asked, asked on again. again. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Here's your question. Okay. 
What do you hope the public learns about falcons? About falcons or raptors? We'll say raptors. So if I were to tell people, and this is now, we're kind of finishing on a real kind of serious note. That's good. That's okay. okay. As long as that's okay with your your, your listeners. Uh, I mean, all two of them. I mean, well, this group here, we have two here. That doesn't matter, your, Joe. That I'm cutting that part out of the podcast. Base, right? I mean, uh, that's part that's get, all getting edited out. Huge audiences, and I'm seeing two people here that really, I mean, I don't think that they're my demographic audience. I don't know why seriously. you're still talking. This part's doctor. edited. I mean, you know. Um, okay, so uh, if there was one very important factor, I would always say that it comes down to um, a lot of people don't realize about 90% of each year's hatch of raptors will die in the first six months due to man-made things. Wow. Yep, 90%. So 90%. It is, it is very sad. It's absolutely. So, and, and here's where, and most people are supportive of it uh, when I go from five. When I get to number one, all of a sudden I become like the Antichrist because uh, a lot of people turn on me at that point. It's um, they get hit by cars, they get electrocuted, they get poisoned by, uh, you know, rat poison or even just uh, toxic buildup. They get electrocuted. And then the number one reason that they're, uh, there's so much of a mortality is outdoor cats. Uh, oh. One scratch from a cat will actually uh, kill any bird from the size of a house sparrow all the way up to a 25-pound uh, California condor in 24 to 48 hours if you don't start them on antibiotics right away. Just because of bacteria from yep, the... Pastoral wow. bacteria. It's what causes cat scratch fever in humans. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that is news to me. So that's why it's even I'm going to bring important. my cat inside. Yeah. I got to get a cat. Yeah, you got to get a cat to bring it inside. <coughs> bring it in. Bring is it inside. inside? It is. Indoor good. cats. Good for you. Very good. good. For you. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's the correct answer, Joe, and I'm happy to have you back on the thank show you. anytime. I appreciate it. It was great. Thanks for thank letting me so much. come out you and can, join you guys. We you, listen to you all the time. Thank you. You can Now, you can check out the Ohio School of Falconry where? Sure. At uh, ohioschoolofalconry.com. Uh, we also own OhioFalconry.com. They both take you to the same place. We have three locations in Ohio. Uh, we uh, have one up near Cleveland. We have one here in Columbus. And we have one down in the Cincinnati-Dayton area. And I have taken one of the courses, I can attest. It was an amazing experience. Um, I held a Eurasian Eagle Owl on my arm. I had a, a, a Harris Hawk come right over my wife's head onto your arm that was on top of my head. It was one of the craziest things. It's it's one of those things that you have to do uh, at some point. So check that out. Um, and thanks again for, for joining Thank me out here today. Thank you. Well, that is all for this week for our live episode from the Columbus Arts Festival. And that's all for what I'm calling Season 3. Thanks to Patreon member Christopher for the show topic and to Joe Dorian of Ohio Falconry for being my guest. Here's a lifelike government drone that's been trained to read the following. Thank you for listening to The Internet Says It's True. Don't forget to join up on Patreon if you want to see the unedited video of the guest appearance or to hear bonus episodes. You can do that at patreon.com slash Kent. Also, if you learned something that you didn't already know from the show, please visit iTunes and leave us a review with five stars and a few words. That's the rule. You gotta do it. That helps us a ton because that's how the algorithm works to get the podcast suggested to more people. And that way we can keep learning something new if the internet says it's true.
The internet says it's true. We'd like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions help to make this show possible. Sean Brown, Catherine Morgan, Bryce Swanson, Eugene Anderson, Matt McVeigh, Jim Martin, Joanne Martin, and the show's official Emperor Kick Track. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge. All audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under fair use Title 17 USC Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent.